freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to another episode of Gun Freedom Radio. This is episode number 81. We are just clipping right along here. Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm Dan Todd. We have a great show today, but Cheryl, what does that mean, 81 episodes? That means that 81 separate times we have sat down in front of these microphones and had some amazing guests and talked about some awesome topics and uh, we wrap it up, we put it on a little recording, and we stick it on our website at gunfreedomradio.com that can be found on the On Demand tab 81 times. Wow. 81 times. That's that, it? Just wow? That's amazing. <laughs> hey, it's another great day in Phoenix. Uh, all you cooking fans out there would uh, understand it as putting your oven on preheat. Mm. It's 92 degrees today, so we're getting ready for the 110 and 115 degrees, so we're on too preheat soon. right now. It yes. is way too soon. I'm sitting here wearing my green for St. Patrick's Day that was yesterday. It should still be sort of, not brisk necessarily, but it should be lovely outside right now, not... Yes. Hot. It is hot, <laughs> and we are um, we got a lot of activities going on this week. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow we're uh, taking around thirty five people out shooting. I'll give you more details on that, but it's going to be ninety two degrees tomorrow. Yeah, not that's the unfun part of that. But we have shade tents, we have water, <clears throat> we know how to be desert dwellers. Yep. Well, let's talk about our guest. We have Christy McMains. She's a private attorney specializing in health law, and she's also a responsibly armed citizen who survived being physically attacked in a parking garage by a man who attempted to take her life at knife point. Mm, mm-hmm. She's she going to share her story as part of the recent Armed and Fabulous panel at the GPAC. No, not the GPAC. CPAC. CPAC, not GPAC. CPAC. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> It's Saturday, okay? <laughs> well, we had last weekend off because we had pre-recorded, so I think it's been like two weeks since we've uh, been at at these microphones. So maybe we're just we need a cup of coffee or something. Yes, mm-hmm. we also have Lars uh, Delside. He is a spokesman for the NRA, ILA, the Institute for Legislative Action, and is the former producer of NRA News. Our second hour, we have Scott Lavin. He's an Arizona Game and Fish. Wild Recre- Wildlife Recreation Branch Chief, here to talk about the annual free, did I say those right, free? Free, my favorite prize. Outdoor <laughs> Expo is coming on March 25th and the 26th. That is a two-day, fun-filled, all kinds of stuff. And did we mention it was free? I think we said it was free. And it's going to be in the low 90s, so it'll be a good time to come out and get prepared for summer. We also have Don Turner, the president of the Nevada Firearms Coalition, the statewide grassroots organization for people who support the Second Amendment. And they've got some, he's got some very important work up there. They're having a lot of problems in Nevada right now. Seems that the uh, gun laws are kind of getting tough over there. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to hear what he has to say. We also have Antonia Okafor, also part of the Armed and Fabulous panel of CPAC and founder of Empower Red a self-defense movement of women on college campuses across the country. We also have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's commentary. Um, You know, Cheryl, I did did forget something today. What would you forget? What's the theme of the show? The theme of the show? Taking Taking it it to the streets. Yeah, so taking it to the streets. You know, I recently heard the Doobie Brothers song by this title, and it hit me in a way that it had never 
hit me before. For months now, we've been inundated with news stories of people marching for this and protesting that, and the noise level and the emotional craziness has become so loud that it has all started running together, and nobody knows who is mad about what and why. So with all of that in my mind and hearing this song about taking it to the streets, I thought, yeah, you and 50 trillion other people trampling property and destroying everything in its path. But then I listened more closely to the lyrics, and they basically convey that we no longer trust those who say they have our best interest at heart, whether they're protesters or politicians. So thank you very much, but we will handle things ourselves and talk to our brothers and sisters on a personal, one-on-one basis, and that resonated with me. That sounded like those of us who practice and teach firearms training. It sounds like what those of us who are passing down our family values are doing and who are engaged in protecting, defending, and restoring the Second Amendment are doing. We are tired of listening to the politicians tell us they can make us safe, prosperous, right, protected, because their way always involves us giving them something, money, time, power over us. So as the song says, you keep telling me what you're going to do for me, but I don't like what I think I see. We prefer our freedom over your promises. And we think we need less of you and your restrictions and your regulations, not more. So we are talking to our brothers and our sisters and teaching and training one another about the Constitution and what it means to be free. And you're welcome to join us if you like. But kindly stop trying to speak on our behalf that we can and are doing very well for ourselves as we interact on a personal one-on-one level, taking it directly to the people who live on our street. Dan? Well, first of all, the Doobie Brothers? Yep. We need to explain who that is to the <laughs> listeners because a lot of our listeners won't know who they are. We might have a quick clip of that. Let's see. Mm, I don't know about that. It's, It'll come up. It'll it, definitely it come, come up, up at the end of the but segment. Anyway, but anyway. So you know, how are we taking it to the streets? Now? We are taking it to the streets by... Oh, go oh, ahead. We, and tr- let's hear that it. clip. There you go. So anyway, they were a great group. I'm just saying the younger generation, yeah, they're like the mill- who? millennials, may not understand <laughs> who that is. So I want to clear that. How are we taking it to the streets? Well, we're taking it to the streets a lot of ways. One is the show here. Mm-hmm. We're trying to communicate to people that we need to, as individuals, talk to our friends, mm-hmm. our neighbors. As far as firearm culture, we need to go out and we need to teach people how to shoot, get them into the, the field of shooting and hunting. Mm-hmm. And that's how we do it. And, you know, talking about politicians and not just talking, but actually doing things like writing letters to politicians and introducing yourself to politicians. These are the things that make the difference. So true. And then the thing you mentioned just before we got into the theme, uh, we have an awesome opportunity tomorrow to take, what did you say, about 35 people out? Most of them are brand new to the, the shooting sports. Yeah, you know what? I'm not sure if they're going to be too excited about that because we're going to take a bunch of Walters, we're going to take a bunch of Smith and Wessons, and we're going to take an M60 and some old <laughs> antique. So people that are listening that aren't really familiar with guns are like, "Why would they not be? What's wrong with these things?" Yeah. And some antique machine guns. And what you're saying is it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome, and we're going to top it off with the 105 Howitzer cannon. We're going to shoot that eight or nine times. So we've got some great stuff, and you know all these new people that we're taking out. Well, most of them are new shooters, have never shot before, mm-hmm. and what a great opportunity! We're going to get to actually instruct people on the proper handling of a firearm, mm-hmm. introducing them to them, and actually letting them shoot some guns. And that's that's what this is about. And when it's 
when it's fun, it's safe. And when it's safe, it's fun, right? Right. So it's it's guaranteed to be a good time. Memory makers for some the people that are coming out, whether they've been shooters before or not, but most especially for people that they're allowing us to, you know, introduce them to firearm for the first time. That's a huge honor for us, actually. I don't know of anybody that's ever that hasn't ever fired a gun before, then introduced into firearms, didn't like it after they were done. Well, there's that one reporter guy who says he got PTSD for shooting a AR-15, but I don't know him. <laughs> he may have just been uh, playing to the cameras. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. He's the one that got hurt. Yeah, <laughs> bruised yeah. and all of well, that. It's just kind of hard to do with, you know, the AR-15. It's a very delicate right. uh, recoil. So Right. Well, we've got some other exciting news, too. Tomorrow, or today, actually, is Walther Day at the at the gun shop. Woohoo! Walther at Day. 215 East Western Avenue in Avondale, Arizona. We have uh, a Walther rep there. He's mm-hmm. got all of the new Walthers. We're going to give away for free. You don't have to buy anything. You just have to show up today. Uh, Walt uh, Walter Creed, cool. so um, that's going on. And then next Friday, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting up and driving to Wikiup for the Big Sandy shoot. They're going to have talk about guns. They're going to have cannons and machine guns, and it's a two day, all day and all night shoot. They have remote control airplanes. They're going to shoot out of the air, um, Tannerite, just all kinds of stuff. I've never been to it. So we're going to report on it next week because I'm going to go there Friday, come back Friday night, and then Saturday have it on the show. Wow. My goodness. Well, we we pack it in, don't we? We just, oh. we never have an awful lot of time that we're idle, but it's, uh, there's such fun things to do. And so, and we get the opportunities out here in Arizona because our weather is mostly good, except when you feel like you're sitting on the face of the sun, right? And, and in Arizona, they treat you like adults. That's Our gun laws thing. allow us to do these things, when it, and it's a lot of fun. And that's that's the truth. And we have uh, some groups to really thank for that. The AZCDL is is one that je- definitely jumps to the top of our mind. The Arizona Citizens Defense League. They are at the state capitol every single day that there's business going on there. They're reading all of the bills because people will be sneaky and they'll stick you know, certain things about gun laws inside of other bills that look like they're, you know, maybe about where to paint a crosswalk or something, you know. And so they read all of the bills to try to protect our laws. And then they, they write good bills to to try to reclaim uh, portions of our Second Amendment that have been negotiated away, shall we say, over the years. So, so they're taking it to the streets, aren't they're they? They're taking it to the streets. See? It fits. I love that. I like what you did there. Well, we've got to start uh, gearing down to run to commercial, but we have such a great lineup of guests today. You are not going to want to miss a second of it. And I also want to remind everybody that we are on a hunt for a few advertisers and sponsors of our show and our website gun freedom radio and uh you know the the market is shifting it's changing a little bit right now uh people feel like the threat is gone for our gun rights across the country and that is really not the case donald trump was the better of the the two main candidates as far as our gun rights are concerned but the people that want to infringe on your rights, the rights restrictors, they are not taking a nap. And they're doing it every day. And if you just look at the laws in Arizona, how they're trying to change things, they're doing it on state level. State level, across the board, across the nation. They're trying to change our culture. They're doing everything they can to uh, whittle away at our rights and our laws. And so my point for bringing that up is that this is not a time to go to sleep. This is not a time to take a nap. This is not a time to play it small. And so if you're looking for a new way to get your brand out there and noticed and in front of millions of people across this nation, we'd love to help you with that. We'd love to partner with you and pair our brands up. And if you are interested in seeing what opportunities we have, please reach out to us. Uh, We've got a great guy, Rob Lamb, who's helping us with that. You could reach him at rob at gunfreedomradio.com.
com. Okay, stick around. Let's see if we got that Doobie Brothers song. There it is. Taking it to the streets, taking it straight through a couple of commercials, and taking it right back here where we're going to be talking with Christy McMains, a responsibly armed citizen who was able to save her own life because she was a trained and responsible gun owner. I'm Rob Morse. Defending your life is frightening enough, but you and your family might face financial ruin as you have to defend yourself from our legal system. Protect yourself by joining the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. Network members enjoy financial and legal assistance if they defend themselves in a legitimate self-defense situation. I'm a member. Use the tracking code PAUL when you join me at armedcitizensnetwork.org. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auction's off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Cheryl, I'd like to take a minute to thank Walther for coming out today. They sent a rep out with all the guns, and it's nice of them to do that, and we really appreciate it. Absolutely. We had Jeff on last week, I think it was, or the weekend before, uh, talking about all the fun stuff going on over there at AZ Firearms in Avondale, Arizona, 215 East Western Avenue in Avondale. And they'll be there till 5 o'clock today doing all kinds of fun Walther stuff and giving away a Walther Creed by the end of the day. So some lucky person's going to have a very lucky day, the day after St. Patrick's Day, huh? You like what I did there? I do. And you know what? The sad thing is none of the employees get to play. <laughs> I know we saw some sad faces, but that's all right. That's all right. We, we'll take care of them in, in other ways. All right. Well, we have a big show today, as I had said, and our theme today is taking it to the streets. And our first guest is Christy McMains. Christy is a private attorney specializing in health law, and she is a responsibly armed citizen who survived being physically attacked in a parking garage by a man who attempted to take her life at knife point. She shared her story as part of the recent Armed and Fabulous panel at CPAC, and she is here with us today. Miss Christy, are you with us? I am. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for coming on. And, you know, I, I think I say this to you every time we talk, but I, I I hate that we have to keep taking you back to the worst moments of your life. 
and and I appreciate so much that you will let us go there and that you will walk us through your story because I I know you also believe that it touches people's lives and it helps them to to think about how it could have been them any of us at any moment so thank you for for being on today and and talking about your story with us no problem thank you so much absolutely so first i want to say you have had a busy year woman you are (laughs) you're like everywhere it's it's craziness so you know i turn on the tv and there you are with this nra ad what is that about yeah that was um you know, I got approached to do that um, shortly after my attack, and it was um, to pr- support President Trump. And for me, you know, it was a big decision for me. It was the first time I was really going to put myself out there. But the whole issue of this election was about the Supreme Court for me. Mm-hmm. And especially as a lawyer, I knew how um, close our gun rights were to be in dire jeopardy. And I thought, you know, God didn't have this happen to someone like me who can't speak out. For no reason, so I felt a duty to do so. Wow, that I love how you said that. And not only was it just an NRA ad, but correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the most aired ad of any they've ever produced. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea um, when I was filming that it would even make it to air, and then it did. And it, I think it was voted one of the best or type top five best news. Um, um, sorry, advertisements of the election cycle. So it's just surreal for me because um, I forget the impact of my story because I lived through it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of loses the um, shock value, if you will. But I was able to touch so many people and hopefully inspire other women to learn that they can you know, equalize the playing field in a horrible situation like that. Absolutely. Hey, Christy, welcome to the show. This is Dan. Um, Could I have your autograph? <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Calm down, Dan. Calm I'm down. I very, very not cool. Like, I'm hanging out with my cat on a Saturday. So. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. <laughs> very split personality life, I think. <laughs> well, you know, and I do think that you are such the perfect voice and such a powerful voice. Uh, because you don't fit any normal stereotype, right? Like nobody's going to look across the room and go, oh, there's one of those crazy gun people, right? I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just very feminine. You're just very beautiful. You have this smile with these dimples. It just lights up a room. And, you know, so you somebody wouldn't even peg you in a crowd and say, oh, that person, you know, you know, she's she's a victim, right? Because you're not. Yeah, I mean. Um, before my attack, no one really knew I carried. I mean, of course, my family was aware, but it wasn't something, um, I wasn't ashamed of it, but I just wasn't advertising it, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very grateful that I was carrying it, saved my life. But having gone through this, I do realize, you know, you can make it through to the other side. And my dad and I were having this talk last night is that I think a lot of people don't realize what you can go through when you become a victim of violent crime. I mean, you have a lot of traumatic Mm. after effects. Mm. And so for me, it was important to beat that and let people know that I'm going to be strong. And um, it's been cathartic for me to speak out on this issue. So, so Christy, how long before the incident were you carrying a firearm? I've had my concealed carry permit since I was 18 or 19. And in Indiana, you can get it when you're 18. Yeah. So, um, my dad, I was raised around guns. My dad, took, you know, started me with rifles and shotguns and then eventually handguns and safety techniques. Um, but I really wasn't carrying all the time. I would switch purses and forget to transport it um, or something similar. But uh, thankfully, in January, I when I just moved to a new state, I decided I'm going to carry all the time, make sure I'm going to be prepared. And, you know, I was attacked later that month. So why don't you uh, tell the listeners, what happened? When I was attacked? Yes. Yes. So I was leaving work on January 26, uh, 2016. Um, I was an attorney. It was my first big girl law job out of law school. (laughs) Um, I just moved to Louisville, Kentucky, and was leaving around 6 o'clock, 6.03, I think, technically. 
on a Tuesday and it was cold outside, you know, it's January. And so I decided to take a bit of a shortcut and walk through the, um, through the building, basically over a walkway. So I didn't have to go outside. And it was during that walk when a man spotted me, um, followed me, we rode an elevator together and it was on the elevator that I knew something was not right. I had this immediate gut feeling. So I ran to my car Thought I was okay. I, you know, had my key in the ignition. My body, except my left leg in the car, was breathing out a sigh of relief when I got body tackled by this stranger and um, stabbed at my abdomen with a knife. Mm. Oh my god! And we had a yeah. It was it was so surreal. I couldn't. I remember thinking, okay, it's time to wake up. You know, this this can't be real. This doesn't happen to people. But it was. And um, I fought. I broke all ten of my nails off scratching and I was trying to scream and kick and I couldn't get him off of me and he um I thought at that time I'd I'd already been stabbed once mm. he told me he was kidnapping me taking me and um trying to force me into the passenger seat and was you know he hit me so hard in my face I thought that I was going to lose consciousness oh my gosh and so it's in that moment that I realized I have no other options I've, I've ex- there's no one around it's up to me and I remembered I had a pistol in my purse Thank God you had your pistol that day because, you know, and I've done the same thing where it's like, oh, I've just been traveling. So I had to have it out of my purse to be on the airplane and that sort of thing. I get back home. Maybe it's a day or two before I remember, oh, yeah, I've got to go to the safe and get my gun back out and put it in my in my purse. And, you know, your story is so powerful on so many levels, because if if you hadn't thought about it earlier that month yeah then we wouldn't be talking here today right and your story is so powerful as part of the nra ad campaign because for all those people out there that say this never happens i mean do, has anybody ever had the gall to kind of like say that around you maybe not even knowing who you are oh yeah i mean all the time um or someone i mean i've had someone I went to church with, who I respected, um, who came, you know, wrote me this nice message after my attack and then kind of chastised me for having a firearm. Oh my. You know, you should, have, you should have had pepper spray. You should think about that next time. What? And I think, you know, it's just people don't want to realize that someone they know, someone they go to school, go to church, work with, that it could happen to them or th- that person. Um, and I think it's a bit of a defense mechanism to distance yourself by saying this isn't this is one in a million statistic this will never happen I mean that was me that was what my dad always told me you know Christy you'll never have to use your gun but just in case you know keep it on you Mm. well I I just wonder what the anti-gunners what could they use as a justified to not allow you to have a firearm I mean whoever you are you is right yeah right and it's just like it just doesn't make sense to me. How how could anyone deprive us of a right to protect ourselves? Right. And if and if all you were allowed to have were your fingernails that you yeah. broke off as you were trying to fend this person off, that's not going to get you very far. And then pepper spray, well, you know, that could have gotten you as bad as him in a close quarters of your front seat of your car. It could have actually right. caused worse problems for her. Right, and I think what matter. people yeah. don't realize is, at least in my attack, because I don't really, it's not something I'm, hi, I'm Christy, nice to meet you. I'm, yeah. I was almost a last year, you know. <laughs> right. Um, you don't but, have a, a little badge you wear or anything? <laughs> no, not yet. But um, I, when I when I was attacked and when I was fighting with my attacker and when I finally shot him, um, he was left, and I'm, I have short arms, <laughs> he was less than an arm's length away from me. I couldn't even extend my elbow straight. Um, it pepper, he was bearing down at the knife when I finally, um, was able to strike him with my bullet. Um, he, he was trying to kill me. I mean, so pepper spray can block your eyesight, but it wouldn't stop that knife from coming down. Oh, that's such a good point. In the front seat of my car, I, I would have been incapacitated. So for me particularly, I understand that people, some people aren't comfortable with firearms and I think everyone's entitled to their decision, but in my situation, it was my only option. 
Absolutely. And I'm so glad you probably hug and thank your dad every day for for instilling those lessons and those values into you. Yeah, I mean, I'm very grateful. I grew up in such a supportive family and um, very grateful. I still am here to thank them. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you no doubt have inspired many young women and, and maybe just people in general who have either experienced something similar to what you went through or who may be wanting to be proactive so that they can be as prepared as you were. What words of advice would you have for for those people? I think something that I have learned is just to be true to your message and your values. Um, I'm not the person who pushes my politics on someone. You know, I'm not, I have my very strong beliefs, but I just tell my story and I tell my reasons behind it. Don't antagonize, but just be an, an intelligent mouthpiece for your fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and from doing that, I think I've gained a lot of credibility and also have not diminished the power of my story. Um, and so I think it's just be true to who you are. Don't try to get the fame and glory because it's a hot topic issue. But if it's something you really care about, you know, work hard and just be honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you do carry, at least this is my thoughts. If you do carry, get the training. Right. Know oh, how to use your firearm and yeah. uh, and, and you'll maybe practice some scenarios because you could have never guessed that this was going to happen. And in the way that it happened and being pinned down in the front seat of your car, I don't know how you train for that. But but <laughs> if you, you know, do practice some some scenario drills and, and self-awareness, uh, that sort of thing, uh, when you're out in this was a parking garage, right? Yes, I think the most crucial thing is to be aware of what's going on around you at all times. Um, Because I listened to my instincts and knew a man was following me, just listen to my gut. I mean, that's what saved my life. I was able to think quick enough to know, okay, this might happen. And here's, you know, I have to be prepared. So just, especially for women, know your surroundings, trust your gut instincts, because if you're having that feeling, there's probably a reason why. Absolutely. Well, Christy, thank you so much for being on with us today. And if anybody has, you know, if they want to reach out to you for either encouragement or advice or or just to say that we're glad you're still with us, uh, they could follow you on Twitter, I believe. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, I've just rejoined and I'm not great at it, but it's <laughs> at Christy McMain, So <laughs> Very good. Well, it's probably blowing up after your amazing appearance on the uh, Armed and Fabulous panel discussion yeah. at CPAC. You guys, all of you ladies just did an awesome job of representing those of us who are uh, armed and trying to be fabulous anyway. <laughs> I It was a blast. Um, we We've all really enjoyed each other, and I think that really helped. So it did. Y'all looked like you were just having a a, a nice chat, you know, <laughs> and uh, bringing about some very important information. So thank you again so much. We really appreciate it, Christy McMains. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. So stick around because we have Lars Dale's side of the NRA ILA waiting just on the other side of these commercials. He's going to talk to us about some of the stuff that we're saying is going on across the country, how our rights are attempted, attempting to be infringed on, and what we can do about it. So stick around. Lars Dale's side coming up right after this. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. 
Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Hey, everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we are so glad you are here with us today. The theme of our show is Taking It to the Streets. You know the old Doobie Brothers song? And our next guest is Lars Daleside. He is a spokesman for the NRA ILA. That's the Institute for Legislative Action. He's also the former producer of a little show you might have heard of called the NRA News. And we always get excited when we get to some time to chat with our friend Lars. Are you with us? I had no idea it was a Doobie Brothers themed show. I would have worn a different suit. <laughs> I know. I should have given you a heads up. You know, maybe like a, a different tie or something. I don't. I don't even know. What would they do? Would they do tie dye? Uh, they well, do. I, no. I'm looking, you're looking for a little bit. Maybe the platform heels. Maybe uh, yeah. the big uh, boot collars. Right. And, and the way big uh, lapels. You need the lapels first. Oh, you're so right. And let your hair grow. You know, I don't know if we could have done that in the last two weeks since I asked you to be on. But <laughs> what are you saying, Dan? Uh, hey, Lars, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. So what are you doing now? There must be nothing to do with all these gun laws not happening, right? Oh, man. <laughs> if only. Yeah. yeah, if only the world were quite that simple. No, no, there's a... Uh... There's not only a lot of things that left to do, and with all the state legislatures, there's a, there's also a lot of number of things left to uh, clean up on the federal side as well. I mean, just because we have a Republican in the White House right now, it's no need to think that oh, okay, don't worry, everything's taken care of. It's like, well, no, there was the fight to get the Attorney General in. You know, we're going to be seeing a bit of a battle as uh, we go through the Supreme Court nomination, and uh, you know, just recently. You know, we had the uh, Veterans Second Amendment Protection Act uh, that passed through the House. So what is that one all about? Well, it was something that, uh, that the Obama administration was doing to deny uh, vets of their Second Amendment rights. So basically it boiled down to the fact that if they had a fiduciary oh, yeah. to, to receive, uh, you know, to take care of their money, and they were receiving uh, uh, disability benefits from that, they threw them into the next system. And that's the thing where you've been seeing all of these headlines that are wildly incorrect, thinking that uh, all of a sudden we're opening up this new category of people that are allowed to own firearms. It's like, no, no, we're not. We're just maintaining the rights that these men and women who have served the country should have had all along and have had all along. Well, any way that the rights restrictors can spin it and make it sound like we're we're intentionally, you know, those of us that value our Second Amendment rights or belong to the NRA are intentionally trying to to go out and, and hand out like like Halloween candy <laughs> to to mentally ill or unstable people firearms. That's the way they're going to spin it. But yeah. go ahead. Yeah, and that's that, that's what you're going to see out there. There's so much misinformation. Uh, on this and most of the other legislation that you'll see throughout the country that comes out. Uh, every day I have discussions with reporters and people find out that I work for the National Rifle Association and they want to talk to me about uh, assault weapons or background checks. And I start walking them through the facts and all of a sudden like, oh, 
I didn't know that. I didn't know that that's what that meant. I didn't know that that's what a semi-automatic is. I'm like, yeah, see, when you get the facts and when you understand. Changes everything. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit of knowledge goes a long way. And that's you know part of what we do, part of the responsibility is to go out there and just educate people on the, on the basic facts of firearm ownership. Well, exactly. And, you know, this whole idea of, you know, the fiduciary, fiduciary and the disability, uh, it's kind of shocking that they were able, the, the Obama administration was able to get it as far as they did to where people started really buying into the idea that just because maybe you don't want to handle your, your finances for yourself, right, that somehow that makes you unsafe to handle a firearm. Yeah, I mean, needing help managing your money doesn't make it dangerous to society. I, mean, I, I know that with uh, when it came down to my, my mom and dad back in the day, you know, I think mom basically handled the books, and dad being a Navy vet, well, that would have been uh, could have been problems for him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it, it's these little things that that most people don't appreciate, and so we were happy to see this come through and and see it pass the House of Representatives. And, uh, you know, hope they'll watch it as it makes its way through, ultimately, to President Trump's desk, and we'll take it from there. So right now where it is is that that vets are going to be able to have a fiduciary, you know, and enjoy their, their disability benefits and their firearm, but it still has to have that stamp of approval by the president. Is that is, – am I saying that, that correctly? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, this uh, this has been actually a policy, an active policy of theirs for at least a year, maybe two. I have to go back and, and check my notes. But um, yeah, there were from the what I remember on the numbers, roughly about 180,000 vets uh, as of last year. I know that were uh, have fallen victim to this, and, and again for no other reason but for the fact that they had somebody taking care of their finances. So wow. we're, we're happy to see this go through and, and see another example of why it was that people voted for Donald Trump instead of Hillary Clinton, because if we had her in the White House, we know very well that this bill would be dead on arrival if it would even make it through the gates. Absolutely. Well, we're going to run to commercial for a minute, but we're going to hold on to you for a while. You can stick around. Sure thing. Absolutely. And as we go out, just remind folks, when I say that you're with the NRA ILA, you know, people like to follow along while they're listening. Tell them how they can find that website and what they're going to find when they get there. Sure. NRA ILA is the political side of the National Rifle Association. If you want to find out more, you just go to NRAILA.org. Awesome. Very good. Well, stick around. We've got much more with Lars Daleside of that NRA ILA right after this. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event. Firearms.com. Oh, AZ. I get it as in Arizona. Yes, but. Oh, or AZ as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that AZFirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into AZFirearms.com and sell my gun? Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Pot of Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. 
or check out the auction online at potofgoldstate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Cogger sent you. Thanks for sticking around with us. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We're sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. We are talking today with Lars Daleside. He's the spokesman for the NRA ILA. That's the Institute for Legislative Action, the political side of the NRA. And we personally, Lars, are so glad that, that we have the political side of the NRA because there is constant nonsense. I think that's the technical term. Non- <laughs> nonsense going on across the country where people are slipping, you know, uh, gun laws into bills about where to paint uh, crosswalks. And, you know, they're, they're just very sneaky and side door and back door about their process. And if we didn't have a, a legislation uh, entity, uh, an Institute for Legislative Action, I don't know where we would be today. Yeah, I'll tell you, we, the people in our state and local division, those are the ones who are out there on the streets, in the state houses. The way that they stay on top of all these different bills going through all the different houses is incredible. Uh, they are darn good at their job. They know the people who are involved, and uh, they make me sound as smart as I sound sometimes when I'm talking about this different <laughs> legislation because they're the ones that break it down for us overall. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, there's a, you never know when they're going to try to sneak something in. And that's one of the things I usually find annoying when it comes to uh, politics and bills and legislation where you have something that's on a land grant bill or a public facilities bill. The next thing you know, boom, they throw something in there that's going to control. It's like, it's with this, it, it had nothing to do with that. Why is it, why is this part of this bill? Exactly. But, hey, what are you going to do? Well, every Arizona, now and then we, we find. Go ahead, Lars. I'm sorry. I said every now and then you, you find the silver lining, but uh, that, that gets harder and harder these days. Well, Arizona just uh, is saved now because Kathy Gifford is starting the Arizona Coalition for Common Sense. So Gabby we are, Gifford. Gabby Gifford. I was yeah. like Kathy Gifford. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ka- yeah <laughs> That's Gabby a different Gifford. person. And so we're safe now. We don't have to ever worry again because we're going to have common sense out there to help us, right? Now, common sense is one of those uh, one of their latest and greatest phrases that the gun control crowd has come up with. Uh, they're pounding that one just about as much as they they pound uh, the overall idea of assault weapons. Uh, that I've talked about earlier how some people don't understand the basics and the facts, and that was one thing that I was explaining to a friend of mine before. I said you have to understand that nobody started using the term assault weapons until the gun control crowd came up with it in the late 80s, and there's this memo out there that explains, use this term, it'll confuse the public, and it'll be easier to ban the guns. Mm. And now they're using common sense in that same way, saying, we're just talking about common sense gun laws. It's like, no, no, you're not. You're talking about a gun control law. Well, I hate to see it when they they start that, guns for gun safety, too. Gun education, which they do nothing to help with that. The only, well, the main group that does that is the NRA, they're the ones that really work with gun safety and education and education. Yeah, but then oh, the, yeah. the other side tries to, to appropriate the... the term and make it sound like they are for them, and then they have no no actual classes, you know, no programs. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, speaking with a reporter in Chicago one time, and they were asking me, "Is that well, every town for gun safety?" I said, "Let me stop you right there." For gun safety, what sort of safety classes are they teaching? Nice. Because I can tell you that we've got over 100,000 instructors here that teach more than a million people annually on the basics of safe and responsible use of firearms. And I don't think that any of that is going on with this Everytown for Gun Safety group. No, you're exactly right. So getting back to what's going on across the country, because we're sitting in Arizona. You're off in, are you in Virginia now or are you off traveling? Oh, no, I'm, I'm at home in Virginia right now. In Virginia, you're probably freezing to death, and it's like 90 here today, so take that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm told that despite the, uh, we, we 
finally got snow this year about, uh, I think in the D.C. area, we got two to four inches, and, and everybody's panicked, and the schools were closing, and parents were staying home, and it's like, you know what? You just wait an hour or so, the roads are clear, and you go to work. It'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we're, we're getting to fall about now, so I, I'm feeling safer about being out on the streets. It's not because I'm worried about being on the streets. I can drive when I'm out there, but it's the others who yeah. something falls from the sky, and next thing you know, they're slamming on their brakes. It's, it's yeah, you incredible. wouldn't want me on the roads. I've never driven in snow, so I'll just stay out <laughs> here in Phoenix. I called the NFA branch a couple days ago, and I got a recording that they were closed because of the weather. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's 90 degrees happen. here. Yeah, that doesn't happen here in Arizona. We look outside, we're like, what weather? It's too hot? It's like the weather, what, what did the roads melt? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, get, looking out beyond you know what's happening in Arizona or what's happening in Virginia, there's a couple of uh, places across the country that, that I wanted to kind of narrow in on, and there's something happening in Arkansas. Tell us what's going on there. Yeah, in Arkansas, there's a bill that's been uh, bouncing around in the House and the Senate there for a few weeks. It started off as a campus carry bill, but it's evolved into something more. It's more of a, a personal protection type bill. And what it does is it allows you to get an enhanced permit. You get There's the regular permit, and then there's the enhanced permit. And with this enhanced permit, then you're allowed to carry in a number of different situations. If you're going to go on campus, if you're going to go out for dinner, if you're going to a meeting in one of the state buildings or something like that, it just provides the law-abiding gun owner with a greater opportunity to defend himself if he's ever confronted by the criminal element. Very good. Now, you know, you basically described Arizona because we do get to be treated like adults here, thankfully. But you know, as long as we stay on the other side of the sidewalk of the campus, right? So we can be totally trained and proficient and everything else with our firearm. The minute we step over the sidewalk and now we're on campus, suddenly what? We've lost all ability to be responsible and safe. Well, sidewalks can be tricky things to navigate sometimes. You shouldn't fight. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> it's, uh, it's I, again, if you want to talk common sense gun laws, there would be one right there. <laughs> the, the fact that you have these people who are safely and responsible, owned a firearm, carried a firearm, and then what's to say they can't do the same thing if they walk a couple of blocks that happen to go over the, the campus grounds. It's, exactly. it's not something that's posing any danger to the students, the faculty, or anybody else. But it's, common sense doesn't always work. It, it doesn't. And when I roll my eyes, I get a cramp because it's like, it's like <laughs> because it is that it's like I'm trying to understand. I'm really trying to meet you halfway. And I just I, I can't. I'm sorry. All right. So Wyoming, something's going on in Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming, uh, we we had a, uh, a a little bit of a problems up there with Governor Meade. He went ahead and vetoed a bill that uh, that we were back in their House Bill um, 137, which would have gotten away or done away with a few more of the, uh, the gun-free zones out there in Wyoming. Uh, not too happy about that happening, but uh, we, we've got our people up there, our supporters that are also not too pleased, and we're going to be coming back during the next session, trying to get this thing through again, and trying to basically uh, explain to the governor why it is that the law-abiding gun owners should be trusted to go out there to be able to protect themselves and their families when they go to all these different places. We're back to the sidewalk again, aren't we? So what what happens when you ask the governor, why don't you want people to be able that are responsible to carry guns in campuses? What does he say to that? Or wherever these gun-free zones are. Well, unfortunately, I didn't have the opportunity to ask the governor that, uh, so I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what his explanation was. Um, we, we hear a number of reasons, though, from time to time about this. There, there's talk about the uh, danger of guns being in the presence of these people or those people or how these different people would be able to carry it. Um, and then, again, it gets back into the misinformation side of things about mm-hmm. how people say now violent criminals will be able to carry the guns. It's like, no, they, they won't. They're not allowed to own guns. So why would this make it legal for them to carry the guns? And mm. like I said, it gets to the frustrating side of it all is where we try to sit there slowly. You have to educate the, uh, the people, and sometimes you have to educate the legislators as well. So the people that break the laws and are going to use a firearm 
uh, on purpose, you know, to break the law, they're going to carry it anyway. So wouldn't we just have a better chance to defend ourselves if we were allowed to open carry or carry a gun too? Well, I know every morning as I walk into the NRA, fire up my computer and open my email, I get dozens of stories every day about people who have successfully used a firearm to defend themselves. Exactly. And people are like, oh, it doesn't happen. It's like it happens all the time. You know, if you're one of those lucky souls, like some of the policemen you'll talk to that say that they were on the force for 25 years and never had to draw their gun, then more power to you. That's fantastic. I'm one of those lucky souls at this point in my life right now. Mm -hmm. But if ever confronted, I want to be on even footing. That's all we're asking for. Exactly. So wrapping up, we also have something happening in Tennessee, and it's funny to me because, you know, we're, we're talking about Arkansas, Wyoming, Tennessee. These just sound like places where... You know, it's not the Wild West. Out here in Arizona, everybody thinks it's the Wild West. But you just get this idea that firearms are ingrained in people's, you know, legacy and their families. And yet they're they're struggling. They're struggling to save their rights. Yeah, it's it's surprising sometimes when you hear about these places that you think might be uh, a safe uh, bastion for a firearm for gun rights. That uh, sometimes not so much. But we have high hopes for this one. It's, it's House Bill. 752, and basically what it does is that if you're granted an order of protection and you're allowed to own a, fi- allowed to own a firearm, then you're going to be able to get an expedited permit in order to protect yourself. Hmm. So that's one thing where, you know, if the person who is who's you filed this order of protection against decides to break down your door, which happens at times, that then you will be able to basically put an end to that by telling, hey, I've got a firearm, I'm calling the cops, you need to leave right now. Oh, wow. And we just figure it's another great. level of protection for these people. Absolutely. But well, why would we have to have an expedited permit? Why wouldn't we just be able to have a permit or no permit at all? That's why we live in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there are, there are uh, 11 or 12, I have to go back and check my arithmetic, it's 11 or 12 states that have the constitutional carry, the permitless carry, so... Basically, as long as you can buy a gun, you can carry it uh, as you go about your daily life. But like I said, that's only 11, I think it's 11 right now that have that that right. Uh, We're slowly working with different legislators throughout the country in order to increase that number. But unfortunately, Tennessee is not one of those states. So we're trying to make things a little bit easier for the people out there. When they're going to need this level of self-defense, then they're going to be able to use it. So the states that allow you to carry a gun... In open carry, and that that wouldn't be like Chicago and Washington D.C., would it? Because the crime rate's really high there. It must be where they allow it. <laughs> nope. Apparently you not. Know, if you're going to start making sense, then I'm going to have to call another. Show. I know. <laughs> Seriously, I have to get you on CNN or something. Did I say that out loud? That was not. That was not nice. All right, we got to wrap up. We always have a good time with you, Lars. Thanks for coming on. And and as we go out to commercial, tell folks once again how they can help stay on track of what's going on out there across the country. Maybe how they can help out uh, with their their dollars or with the, you know boots on the ground, as they say. And uh, and thank you again for being on with us. No, always a pleasure. But if you want to get more involved and stay on top of the firearm-related news in your state, and you go to nraila.org. We've got the, the latest and greatest news on top. You can sign up for alerts and find out what's happening, and there's plenty of different areas in there that will help you get involved. Fantastic. Thanks again. I look forward to the next time already. Lars Dalside. Right. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, well, stick around. We still have another full hour of Gun Freedom Radio. And coming up on the other side of this break, we've got Scott Lavin. We've got Don Turner. He is with the Nevada Firearms Coalition. And Antonia Okafer, the founder of Empowered, a self-defense movement of women on college campuses. And right up top again, Scott Lavin, the AZ Game and Fish Wildlife Recreation Branch Chief. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. 
Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. 